You got enough props going on this week? No, I don't have enough props going on this week. I, this week, I feel like a walking advertisement for like the Sears catalog with base. <laughs> None of that's in the shop. Huh? None of that is in the shop. Thank God. Okay, because, oh, I feel so like, I don't want to be product-y. I don't want to. Oh, yeah? I've seen your accoutrement set up here. Is your merch table for this week? It's not a merch table. I got a lot of presents this week. It happened. It happened. So happened. It's Christmas. In, uh, thank you. Have a great weekend. A great show. It just so happens it's Christmas in October. What the fuck? Don't. The spirits are fucking with us. The doors are opening and closing. <laughs> Shit is going down on the Halloween special. Fuck. <laughs> oh, who's watching you? Oh, I always feel like somebody's watching me and I got no privacy. Oh, even with privacy settings and blocking. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I'm kidding with you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Welcome to the Halloween special, a very, very special edition of 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast with me, your host, Danny Candler. I'm your ghostest hostess with the mostest or maybe the least. Who knows? But I'm here with you. I'm here all week, motherfuckers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, actually, it's uh, been corrected. We don't say that anymore. We say brotherfuckers because it's a much better and I like it better and it sounds kind of cooler. So what's up, brotherfuckers? Um, how are you this week? I'm, I'm fucking, I'm actually fantastic this week. This week has been good. It's been things were kind of crazy and then they slowed down. Lots of been, lots of things. Like I say, it's Halloween time. So Lots of things have been brewing in the cauldron. And I've been stirring around like the witch that I am. You all know because I'm that witch. I just took a DNA test and turns out I'm 100% that witch. Big time. Anyways, so like I say, I say I always feel like somebody's watching me. Have you ever felt like you've been watched? The reason that, that that I ask is like really is, have you ever felt like watched or like stalked or watched, looked in upon or like someone's watching your house or watching your person or following you? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever had that? Like I finished a Netflix series, actually I binge watched, correction, I binge watched a Netflix series called The Watcher and it had Mia Farrow in it who was like a super highlight for me. And it also had Naomi Watts, if you like Naomi Watts. Lots, like, great characters, a lot of strong female leads, a lot of strong male leads as well. Like, just really good characters all around. The show could have been a film because it was, like, a show kind of inspired uh, by true events. And there's these people living in a house and they get their dream home in the middle of the country. Like, they're living the dream. They move away from the city to get things quiet, to be out in the country, to live with their kids and have a great you know, quiet life, go to a smaller school, living the dream, right? Lots of property right on the water. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, they start getting these weird letters in the mailbox. Like, I, dear, whatever their address is, you know, I think it was 657 Boulevard. Dear 657 Boulevard, I love your house. Why would you replace the countertop though? And it's like, signed the watcher. It's like the person who is watching them almost like new and they were almost like inside the house and knew what the hell was going on and there's so many red herrings and so many like is it this person is it this person is it this person like throughout the series that's really scary but some people like don't mind being watched some people actually get off on it and they enjoy being watched other people normal people i think find it really fucking uncomfortable like i i like as much as i have a social media personality and things like that I don't want to be watched. I don't think anyone wants to be watched or spied on. Like, because I think that's voyeuristic. I think it's strange. I think it's a little bit, mm, it's like, well, how much time do you have on your hands? And then it can get, it can get really bad because then it can get like, watching is a slippery slope because that can turn into stalking. And what's stalking? Okay, so stalking, I mean, under a legal, under a legal kind of like, preface i would say that stalking is two or more unwanted contacts with a person so maybe you want it but they certainly don't want it and it's known to you or the stalking person or whoever the stalker or the stalky it's known to the one party that the other party does not want any contact with them but instead they contact them anyway and it's like a lot and they can get 
like they can get caught with stalking, aggravated stalking. There's all kinds of flavors to stalking. But like, there's a new Netflix series, like I say, and it's crazy too because it's called, it's called, it's called I Am a Stalker, and it's like the most sociopathic, narcissistic thing I've ever seen. It's these folks that think they can really get away with anything that they're above the law. They're all speaking from prison, let me tell you that right now. It is eight episodes of confessions, true confessions to scare the fucking shit out of you about stalking, because what is more scary on Halloween or any time really of the year than being fucking stalked 24-7? People breaking into your houses through doggy doors and holding a knife up to your throat, waking up with these people on top of you, suffocating you, like just horrifying shit like trigger warning this show is a doozy folks so just like we're, talk, we're, we're talking about some dark shit i'm not just talking the dark ages like of the of, of, of the world i'm talking some scary shit we're going we're going down the rabbit hole as usual it's halloween what the fuck do you want from me do you want a show that's weak no you don't you want to pump it up and we'll pump you up all week uh we i'm, I'm here like i said i'm here all week but this, this show three million people are stalked yearly in the United States of America. Three million folks get stalked in, in the US yearly. 7% of the stalkers are brought to justice, that's it. And everything else is just, you know, it goes by the wayside. Like, you know, I've had my own experience with stalkers. I get it like every week I get feet pics. This week I got junk, literally junk mail. I got dick pics this week. I could hardly call them that, but that's all I'm going to say about that. It was just rude. Like, come on. I was like literally having a few conversations with like friends and people like around just saying, you know, I mean, and most uh, gentlemen that I spoke with all kind of resounded the same thing. Like chivalry is not dead. This is only like one person. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this guy would send you that. Oh my gosh. Did I can't believe that he had the audacity to send you that. Oh my God. That's so rude. Like, and these were all gentlemen that I know sending me DM as being like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that like you got that and got hit with that. And I'm just like, thanks, man. Like, fuck, it's disrespectful. It's as anyone, not just as like a female or someone that identifies as female, as anyone, it's really jarring. And a few people brought this up. It's really jarring for someone to send you a picture of their private parts. It's just not cool. So don't do it. If you want to send me a picture of your beard, send me a picture of your beard. You want to send me a picture of your flex? Cool. Send me a picture of your flex with your beard. Send me your flag. Send me, send me like, whatever you got. Send me a picture of your beard oil. Send me a picture of your photo edit. Send me your memes. Send me, like, your songs. Send me anything. Just don't send me a picture of your genitalia. And like I say, I don't care if you got a fucking garden gnome down there. I don't want to see it. I'll read about it in National Geographic or someone. The guy with the garden gnome dick. You know what I mean? I'll read about it, but I don't want to see it. It's sociopathic. It's narcissistic. It's creepy, right? Being watched, being stalked, being obsessed with someone who's like unable to let go, those sorts of things. Being obsessed with like celebrities, people, their houses and the people that live in the houses, becoming fascinated and obsessed with their lives, knowing probably too much about them. That's creepy. And you know, like I say, who has a time? Like, for real. Who actually has the time to sit around and watch people? Maybe you're being watched. Maybe you, yourself, are being watched. Maybe they live next door to you. But maybe you're being watched. But the thing is, about all these people that got caught stalking, and all the stalking obviously all escalated into murder. Every single one of them. All the stalking events. Which is crazy. All ended in murder. Horrifying. Every single one of them said, I wish I would have just listened. I wish I just would have stopped. I wish I did. I would have just known my, my limits. And I wish I did just, I just should have ended it there. But I had to, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop myself. I just had this overwhelming compulsion to just, just push ahead. And I thought I was above the law and there were no rules for me. Turns out there's rules for everybody. It's crazy. So speaking of being watched, like I say, why aren't we at a haunted locale or like a haunted location right now? This is like on the topic of being watched. I got some very strong spiritual advice and more actually really a warning to not do that and not go somewhere haunted or somewhere that has a lot of spiritual energy and run a live stream or try to do anything with too much 
electronic stuff while I'm grieving the death of my dad. Um, apparently, it really leaves you open to things that can latch onto you. I'm so when I get spiritual guidance, I take it ser like really super seriously. As like you know, some priest comes up and tells you that you're going to get possessed by a demon. I'm probably going to be inclined to believe them, whether I believe in that religion or culture or not. I'm going to be like, okay, this person is coming to me. There's going to be some weight in it. I got to know what's going on here. So heavy advice not to do it. So I took the advice. Well, I can't just like burn incense and be like, this is going to be okay. And just bring tourmaline with me and be like, this is going to be cool. Everything's fine. I'll just read some tarot cards and everything will be fine. That's not how like it is. Something can latch onto you. And I, so I like I say, I, I take this really seriously because I don't want to be susceptible to something latching onto me and not being able to get it off so i took the advice to heart and so like i say like the person pointed out to me that like we have this fear and fascination and it's just part of the human condition it's natural to have an obsession with the supernatural or the occult or the esoteric and those things that are hidden to us those things that we usually don't see because i do some a few different things that would people would consider counterculture I guess uh, whatever I mean I'm out of the closet on them so like I really don't care I mean we're obsessed as humans we can't get enough of the things that some would call taboo the things that we only talk to our friends about in our dms the things that we only like put in our close friends stories in our instagrams like the things that we don't really like say totally out loud which I think is funny because I think the more we talk about them, I think it's better. Like I saw someone's like a, like a thing the other day was like, oh, if I want guys to run away from me, I'll just start talking about astrology. But actually I know a lot of guys that like astrology and take something like religion, for instance, that like we don't talk about, like, because they say that we're obsessed with the things that are like, that we think are taboo or we, that we perceive as taboo. Or some people say, I'm not going to talk about that because that's taboo, like religion. Take religion, for, for example, and take something like Satanism, for instance, okay? Who the fuck wants to talk about that? No one. Anton LaVey. I told you I would talk about this occultist. I put this person in my stories and I said, do you know who this famous occultist is? And it's obviously the very famed occultist Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Satanic Church, which was a church of Satanism. There's a rumor going around that the devil and Jane Mansfield, that he killed Jane Mansfield. She became a member of the Satanic Church. That piece of dirt, Marilyn Manson, is a member of the Satanic Church. It's something if you want to look up, I mean, you can. I mean, he was posing with pictures of something, a pentagram and a pentacle and different things like that. And I wanted to clear the air because it's Halloween and things are scary and people talk about Satanism and this, all the scary things and the things that freak them out. Well, I'm here to tell you, a uh, like a pentagram. Is it satanic? Is it like aligned with the devil? What are you going to do with the pentagram? Like upside down, inside out with a circle around it. How do you wear a pentagram? What do you do? A pentacle is just like a pentagram. You know the pentagram, the star, the five pointed star. Hmm? You know the pent pentagram? That's what the pentagram is. A pentacle is just it closed by a circle. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. The pentagram origin is Christian and ancient Babylonian, actually. It was meant to signify the five wounds of Christ or Jesus Christ. If you believe in that, you know, it's also known as the Holy Tetragrammaton. That has to do with, you know, the five points. It has to also do with the five senses in a human. So the five senses we have. And it was used generally by pagans. It represents elements. Uh, spirit, energy, just used in different cultures, used in Western cultures, used in Eastern culture to represent different elements like earth, air, fire, water, wood, spirit, those different things. And that by the 19th century, people had given, you know, names to it that were associated with Satanism and, you know, turning them upside down. And turning actually them upside down, like, showed that you denoted someone in Wiccan, like in the Wiccan religion or in paganism, so that would always denote someone. But like, I think it's crazy that in the 19th century, they just like added a goat and it became Baphomet. And then it originally, what which was stemmed from Christianity, just originally turned into Satanism, just one day. Something that once represented the five senses of, 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 of humans. Of just of, of a person 
and they represent that it's been bastardized like i say by the telephone game and it's 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 fucking crazy because there's always that telephone game what did it start as and what is it now how did it go from here who said it first did you hear it first and repeat it or did you make it up first and tell everybody about it like which one is it it's it's crazy and so it's that crazy telephone game thing and so i mean it's used by the eastern stars who are, are associated with freemasons and freemasonry so you tell me what you think about pentagrams and pentacles it's it's associated with tarot a lot pentagrams we see and uh pentacles actually like the suit of actual pentacles we see in a tarot deck and in tarot just in general i mean i read i read for a lot of you out there uh, no names mentioned obviously i'm not going to tell you who i who i talk about and who i talk with my lips are obviously zipped on that but i I've had a fascination with tarot since I was so young and I remember getting my first deck and seeing like a pentacle on the front of it and being like, oh, that's satanic. That's satanic. I can't bring this home like to my mom. I remember going to this store down in the east end of the city, taking two buses, two fucking city buses to get there. It was called the Mystic Bookshop and I went with my friends and it was like kind of, it's still there. It's like, it was kind of dimly lit and witch books and now there's more like wiccan stores and pagan stores and things like that they had candles incense dry herbs different tinctures lots of books like i say and different decks and books about tarot and i just found one deck and it kind of spoke to me and i was like okay so i've got a few decks and i have since i was a kid and i was since i was a teenager i like it like so way down on the other side of a town like i say on the south side of chicago just kidding on the east side of london dark neat cool place full of magic and witchiness and wonder and i got my first tarot deck and that's when i started reading about tarot and kind of interpreting the cards and now i have a deck that i use daily and i ask it questions and i'm into all that stuff some people think it's fun some people think it's scary some people think it's paganism some people think it's wiccanism some people think it's bullshit it's whatever you think it, it doesn't really matter but it's i've turned it into something I, I do daily now something else i do daily is scour for frights and scary movies what are you watching lately oh my god so star we have star because we have disney plus right and we have the adult profile so the kids can't go on their you know our profiles and star and stuff like that because some of that stuff on there is filthy so, I mean, speaking of filthy, we watch Barbarian. Oh, baby. Holy shit. Barbarian. Holy Justin Long. That movie was fucking crazy. Female protagonist. Absolutely, like, stunning film. Well done. Well done. Really good. Story was good. Not 100% believable that it was doable, but... If you haven't seen it, see Bar Barbarian. It was it was it was really neat. It was really 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 good. Oh my god, Choose or Die. We watched Choose or Die. It was kind of like a a horror cyber gaming sort of flick. It almost reminded me of Hackers, sort of kind of. And then so we watched that, and it was good. It was it was it was interesting. It was like it had my attention the entire time. Choose or Die was good. Um, Guillermo del Toro's got a new series out called The Cabinet of Curiosities, and it's how. The mind is a cabinet of curiosities and it holds scary things that we don't always talk about, see, hear, do. It's worth the watch. 28 Days Haunted, another Netflix series that's fucking horrifying. Oh my God. It's based on the theory that Ed and Lorraine Warren, the most famed demonologists and, 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 and paranormal researchers and investigators in the world, had a theory and they passed away before the theory that was proved that it takes about 28 days to pierce the veil between the living and the dead. And so a lot of these paranormal investigators have gone to these very haunted, but very, very rarely investigated locations, I guess you could say. And people with serious powers. And so they're going to prove Ed and Lorraine's theory, is it haunted the 28 days? Are they gonna be able to pierce the veil? And the closer they get to the 28 days, things are, getting spicy and dicey and heating the fuck up things are going on people are getting possessed i mean in amityville and ed and lorraine warren were there it's 28 days and they were fucking out the left family left after 28 days of being 
terrorized in Amityville. Absolutely fucking terrorized. And everybody knows what happened in Amityville before. You can see that on an Instagram or post, or you can see that on an actual full YouTube episode. If you want to know anything about Amityville, I'll probably have another, another episode on it because I love Amityville. You love it. There's always something that comes out about Amityville. Maybe I'll interview a friend of mine who's been there. She, uh, she knows a lot about Amityville. Now, this year, this season, the last, 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 I'm saying that with a question mark and, and, and quotations. The last Halloween movie came out. Now, I, at this point, I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm just, I'm just petitioning you for help here. If like Michael Myers is stalking like Lori or like Lori's like stalking Michael Myers and it's like Stockholm Syndrome now and she's falling in love with her captor and she just can't get enough. She just can't get enough. And she just keeps fucking just missing. And she just doesn't really get Michael Myers. She just wants him to come back. Maybe it's some sick, weird love affair thing I don't that I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Someone asked me if I was excited for the new Rob Zombie Monsters flick, I guess. And my answer was no. Um, I think that like the, the last few Rob Zombie movies have kind of tanked big time. I think, yeah, although the Rob Zombie and his wife, like Sherry Moon, were two of my like favorite like vegans and like goth vegans for like the longest time, I find that they align themselves with some shit that I wasn't fucking cool with. And I just kind of moved and stepped back. I took a step back from that. I was just like, not cool. Plus, his last couple films, to be perfectly honest, have been fucking terrible. And like, talk about cultural appropriation. I don't want to see Sherry Moon in fucking Three from Hell in a full indigenous headdress. That's not going out for Halloween. Like, pick a different costume, honey. One that's not culturally totally appropriated. That's pretty shitty and pretty fucking racist. So I'm not, I'm not into that. I think it's gross. And I think you could pick a better costume. I'm going to put that in major quotations. And yeah, I think it's wrong. So I'm not excited for the new Monsters movie. I've heard bad reviews, to be perfectly honest. The makeup looks good. The set design looks excellent. But I just, I think I can't, I think maybe I'm just too old to get down with Rob Zombie and some of those views anymore. I like the veganism. I'm down with that. I'm down with the veganism. It's cool. Now, I'll tell you, like... Speaking of veganism, when you are a vegan, lots of things are homemade. So many things are homemade. So much homemade food. I've been giving away homemade bread this week. We got lots of tomatoes still kicking from the garden. Finally, the frost kicked in, so the tomatoes have kicked out. Making lots of bread, like I say, delivering it to my neighbors. It's it's something to do. It's something to do. It's something fun in between mixing like oils and stuff like that. Back and forth to the office, things to do. People to see, faces to paint with beard oil, obviously, and and legs to shave with shave oil and all those things like that. I'm saying some of my costumes for Halloween and weren't your costumes ever? I'm going to have a sip of my next milk here. I'm drinking next milk from Silk. It's like 2% cow's milk. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's next milk. I don't know what the fuck it's made out of. Peas? Fucking it's next. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's next level. And I'll tell you, well, that's homemade too. No, my, my costumes were homemade. My mom loved to make my fucking costumes. Like, she loved anything homemade. And my dad would take us out for Halloween. My mom would stay home and, like, give out candy. Sometimes my mom took us out. They kind of alternate. Sometimes they both took us out and just shut off the lights and put candy on the porch and whatever. Little Red Riding Hood. I did Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz when I was smaller. I did, like, a boxcar willy kind of, like, guy, like, who was, like, going to catch a train with, you know, like, a corncob pipe and his peddler sack over his back. I did John Lennon one year. Believe that. I did a Satanic Nun. I've done Baba Yaga. I've done like Little Red Riding Hood as a kid that my mom made. And then I did like Sexy Little Red Riding Hood. I've done that Strip Search Officer. I've done, oh my God, I did, oh my God. I've done so many crazy ass costumes. I've done like Dionysus and like the God of Wine. I've gone to toga parties. Every costume you can wear. I've, I've worn it and it's, I've gone out as an angel. It's, it's weird. Mm. I'm priming myself for the heat because I'm bringing the heat. Baba Yaga, I think is my ultimate nightmare. You want to talk about scary things for Halloween? Fucking Baba Yaga's scary, man. 
If you're not Eastern European, you have no idea what I'm talking about unless you know someone who's Eastern European and Baba Yaga is a fucking nightmare from hell. The legend of Baba Yaga is that this witch lives in the middle of the woods on a house that's built on chicken's feet and she like steals souls and kids and stuff and brings them into her yard and disembowels them. It's fucking horrible. And so if you're not Eastern European, you didn't come home drunk at 18, 17, 16 years old and think she was sitting on the couch in your front parlor room, you know what I mean? Like waiting for you and trying to come to kill you because you're drunk and you're like paranoid. I did. I was scared of Baba Yaga. I didn't want her to come. I still thought she came, right? Because like my grandparents were still alive and still telling me stories consistently about Baba Yaga. So what can I say? Also, in this family, the, the horror of mirrors runs strong because, oh my God, even as a kid, my grandmother, my mom's mom, my own mom on my mom's side, would warn me about mirrors and her sisters, my aunts like in Europe would say the same thing. I have mirrors in my bedroom. They always say to close them at night as a kid. Otherwise I'd like, I'd see things and shit in the mirrors. And I took them seriously and I always closed the mirrors because one time after my mom's mom passed away and we were really, really close, like so close, like best buds. My mom's mom and I were like, Oh, I can't describe how close we were. And <laughs> so I was having a hard time after she passed and I was in our bathroom, our upstairs bathroom upstairs. And we had a big, big vanity with a big, big mirror, like a huge mirror, huge piece of glass, like tacked up on the wall, like beautiful ornate mirror. And I had a shower and there was no windows open or anything like that. And I was crying because I was upset. And then I felt a cold breeze, like a cold spot in the, in the, in the, in the bathroom. And I was like, that's weird. And then I fucking saw something in the mirror. And since then, I know the stuff about mirrors is true. I know it. I saw something. So I don't know who it was, but they come to me in mirrors. So I don't like to like look at mirrors. I don't even have a mirror like in my bedroom. I have mirrors in the bathroom. And there's a mirror in my front hallway and it was like an ornamental mirror that was like in my parents' house, my grandparents' house, like when I was a kid. I have it for nostalgia, but other than that, I don't like mirrors. I'm afraid of mirrors. If I didn't fold it in, I'd be crying. I'd be crying all night long. I wouldn't go to sleep. I did and I do a little bit of like candle scrying. I don't know if you know what that is. It's when you like go into a dark room with just a candle and it's like a meditation. And you just light a candle and you turn off everything and you sit there and you stare at the, at the candle, at the, at the, at the flame and everything else kind of just like melts away. And if you see anything, if you're sensitive at all to anything, you'll see things in the flame of the candle. Everything else just kind of like, I can't describe it. Everything else just kind of like melts away. Like it's not there. Like it all like falls down around the candle. You can do it with a plant too and a candle, but I would like recommend just doing it with a candle. So candle scrying is kind of crazy, but if uh, you do that in a mirror, you're toast. And I'm too sensitive to do that kind of shit in a mirror, so I never fucking would. But I don't, uh, I don't re recommend it. I don't recommend any of this shit that I say that on this podcast. I don't recommend doing any of this. I don't recommend that it's safe. I don't recommend doing it. I don't endorse it at all. At all. I haven't done candle scrying in years. Not since I had kids. I don't want to invite any of that stuff through some portal and get into the house. Ah, speaking of sensitive. If this, I'm going to tell you, this topic, I'll tell you, if, if, if you're sensitive, this topic is probably not for you. When was your last dental appointment? Come on. When was your last trip to the dentist? Be honest. When was your last bone graft? Okay. Because I used to do that a lot when I worked in the dental office. We used to give patients bone graft. And the thing that freaked them out the most is, and wait for it. When we give them a bone graft, they say, where does the bone come from? And at the time, there were a few options. So synthetic, like, you know, synthetic material, fake bone, doesn't adapt as well. Next one, step up from that, bovine. So you get it from a cow. Cow, cow, cow bone marrow to give you a, a, a bone graft and to make sure your osteoblasts come and they heal around the place where you got the extraction because usually you're going to get a an implant after an extraction if you get a bone graft you want more bone in the area to fill it in there's something going on or there's your third option 
and it's cadaver. It's a cadaver bone. And um, it's, it's like human cadaver bone. It's dead people. Like people wonder what it is and it's true. It's actual cadaver bone. And then people ask, and these used to freak patients out so much. They'd ask like, is it from like one dead person or like multiple dead people? And like, how do you tell somebody that they have like an entire fucking cemetery in their mouth? Like their whole mouth is like fucking Night of the Living Dead without telling them that it's from like, I'm just like, oh, it's got a few donors. There are a few donors. There are more than one donor or something, you know, really conservative like that. Because you have to be because you're at work. But I mean, like, You've got an entire fucking body farm in your mouth. Sorry, Return of the Living Dead is in your mouth. Coming at ya! Boom! Shaka laka 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 You had a whole fucking graveyard in your mouth. Dead bodies everywhere! And let the bodies hit your mouth. And let the bodies hit your mouth. It's just bad news all around. So hilarious. Bone grass. You know what does stay alive after you die? You know what stays alive? Your fingernails continue to grow. You know what else grows? Your hair. Your hair grows, and that is a way to, to, to introduce beards and bitching in this segment this week because dying. Ah! And I mean, hair growing, there you go, Halloween. So beards and bitching this week. It's going to be a fun one. It's been a good week in, in, in beard world and everything bearded, especially for a non-bearded lady. It's been a good week. But I mean, I have beards and I have beard energy in my house and uh, things of that and bearded family and all that business. Bearded friends, bearded alignment. I don't know what, I don't even know what to call it. So much beard mail this week. Holy flying, friggin' flopping, flicking, flying flock, frogging, friggin', friggin', frackin' frock. Lots of things this week. Seriously. Great googly moogly. I got so many things. Steven, that metal guy, 1983. My good friend Steven and my friend Jesse at La Cervantes Beard Company sent me some things in the mail. And of course, I had to crack them open. And of course, get my husband and my, my child's opinion. Now, I can't do this in the dark right now because Stephen was telling me about Hops and Glow and I've, I've posted about Hops and Glow and I got, it is a butter and an oil combo from La Cervantes Beard Company. And it is Stephen, that metal guy, 1983's combo. It is a, it's this collab with Jesse from La Cervantes. And it's amazing. Like the profile is amazing because number one, oh, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you what the profile is. And then I'm gonna tell you why I love it. I'm gonna give you a shake. Whiskey, brown sugar, pineapple, hops, mangosteen, coconut, and blackberry. It's got awesome carrier oil. It's got almond oil, coconut oil, hemp seed oil, woo, woo, uh, jojoba oil, apricot oil, castor oil, vegetable glycerin, vitamin E, and keratin with argan oil. Beautiful carrier blend on that. Really nice. Now then when you look at the oil itself, it's got a beautiful golden color to it. But the thing is, the scent, the scent profile, the first thing that pops out at me, and I don't know, maybe this is because I'm the lover of it, and it's because it's it's on the lighter, on the citrusier side of the scents, is the mangosteen and the pineapple hit me right away. And then it's like the scent changes. It's like the whole glow-in-the-dark thing. It's like it's in normal in the light, and then it glows in the dark, and then the scent changes. And then I get like hints of like the blackberry because I get like the richness and like the juiciness of the berries and then I smell a little bit of the hops with the beeriness in there but not beer like it just came off some weird drunk guy like nice like hops like the flower like it smells nice not over the top really nice and then the whiskey is just like a little bit with like the sh it's sugary like it's sweet whiskey it's not like a over the top in your face whiskey it's really nicely balanced the coconut's in there but it's not in your face like like it smells like sunscreen or something like that. And the butter is exactly like, it, it's the same, but it's, it's, it's just the same scent. It's amazing. But here's where we got the ingredients for you because the ingredients on the butters always tend to be different. So we got mango butter, shea butter, organic coconut oil, hemp seed oil, jojoba oil, apricot oil, castor oil, argan oil, vegetable glycerin, vitamin E, and almond oil. That's a nice, beautiful blend too. And just, and you can tell it's been heavily used in my household. My husband has been using it. My little dude's using it. I've, I've been using it, like even myself. It's just so nice. And the profile changes, I will tell you, throughout the day. So I think that like these guys as a collab and Jesse, like you guys, like you guys knocked this one out of the park. So if you haven't, I got some stickers going on from La Cervantes Beard Company. Got a beard? Like seriously, 
Jesse sent me his card. You get a hold of these guys. You'll see them in my stories and you'll see them in, uh, in, 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 in my highlights. And I'll send you links to their companies. If you're not following them already, go ahead and follow them. Uh, they've got reviews. We've got reviewers. We've got companies, all kinds of things. We've got other mail that came this week. Speaking of reviewers and companies, another reviewer and company. And so another wonderful reviewer that I love, Jordan Candelon. And I was doing a stream with Jordan and he was doing fall scent extravaganza. And Rob and I both participated in this stream. Rob won a cool uh, oil and butter combo, like I say, from American Dude Co. And that's coming in the mail. We're excited for that. And then, 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 like I'll tell you, number one, I got to say, the stuff from Cervantes Beer Company, it was impeccably packaged. Like everything was just down to the wire. It came lickety split fast. Everything was packaged so nicely, beautiful. So thank you for that. And thank you, Stephen, for that. And then all of a sudden, another beautiful package arrived from where? But fucking Johnny and Beer Brothers, because I won it on, on Jordan's stream. And I won just, I just, I won. Let me just clarify what I won. I won a bottle of oil, a caramel apple oil, just uh, the emu blend. So this is coming from Johnny at Beer Brothers in this beautiful package. Now this bottle here, check that out. So we got this kind of the shaky style bottle here. I like it. We got dropper, boop, 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 boop. Not the, this kind of dropper, not the squeeze, like the squeeze bottle top. Those are the kind that I use in my, in my Beard Co. I don't have like this shaking one whatever you call it. I don't know what the fuck they're called, whatever. So I love them though. I love however they come. So this one, oh my God. It's so, it's such a nice, it's another great like fall scent. And this is another one. That's like another one that's like right out of the park. Like, I don't know how I can get two home runs in a row. So Las Arentes did it. And then Beard Brothers did it. Johnny did it at Beard Brothers. So this one is a blend, beautiful. It's emu oil, jojoba oil, sweet almond oil, apricot oil, castor oil, vitamin E and fragrance oil and it's caramel apple. It smells like someone went to the caramel apple orchard, picked one like caramel covered apple lollipop off the tree and then dipped it in buttercream. It is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. And so like, of course, like my husband was like, let me get this on. And so he got it right on his face. And then Johnny said, what in the heck? Oh, he sent the butter too. And then, wow, I want to take the top off. Oh my God. And does it smell amazing? Now my kids want to eat it. So my son loves it as pomade because this has actually got a really great hole on it too. So it's got shea butter, conditioner, BTMS 25, sweet almond oil, castor oil, vitamin E. All he needs is a dime size amount from Beer Brothers. Again, in the caramel apple in this butter. It's amazing. I love the way these things stand up. These products stand up to like the winter and the elements and things like that. So, I mean, Rob's rock, both of both these products in beard loves them. He loved this one with the, uh, the emu oil blend and just, uh, his beard is so soft. It's crazy. Like my son actually used this as a pomade in his hair and he loves the smell because he loves really like sweet scents. That's one thing I can say about my, my eldest. My youngest is like, she likes like this serious like scents and like she likes like really like scents that have like tobacco in them and like heavy things with like wood in them. And then my son's like, oh, I like one that smells like candy corn and like marshmallows. I'm like, okay, so that's what you get. So then Johnny sent along with uh, some other things, he sent smoked peach. So it's peach, it's like fresh peach and I believe oud. And I think some fireside smoke. And the balance on it's beautiful. The color on it, have you seen the color on that shit? Oh my God, it's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. Again, like I say, came in no time at all, impeccably packaged, safe as milk. Everything was great. See the Beard Brothers logo on there. You got it. Comes in this beautiful bottle. Rob hasn't tried this one in beard yet. Excited too. And the carrier oil on this one is, is amazing. It's just the same it's just about the, uh, without the emu. It's got jojoba. It's got sweet almond oil. You got apricot oil, castor oil, vitamin E, and fragrance. Everything that you need in there to moisturize yourself going on with Beard Brothers. They're amazing. And then Johnny was really cool and he sent me a personal note. And uh, he sent me lots of stickers. I'm putting all these stickers from all these beard companies on my base case, by the way. So like my base case has like bands and like beard companies on it and that's it. So congratulations on the win. 
I hope you enjoy the products, Beer Brother. So Johnny sent me some personalized notes, and then he sent me a whole bunch of stickers, as did Jesse from Cervantes. And then Johnny sent me some kick-ass coffee soap. So I can't wait to jump in the shower and the shizower and use this. And this will wake me up because, uh, you know, how it is when you're in the grooming game, and anyone will know this who is in the grooming game, especially anyone who's like a one-person show. And I know that a lot of you folks out there who run grooming companies are generally like a one-man show because most of you out there who run grooming companies are male and I feel your struggle hardcore like when it's like three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden you're like man I just came up with a scent and that's what happened to me this week I came up with a fucking irrational ass scent this week at three o'clock in the morning and I had to go downstairs and get it it was inspired because I'm listening to a ton of Leonard Skinner this week so it was inspired by Skinner and Southern Rock and, and things are, you know, good like that. I, this week I had one label fuck up. One of my labels came and it was for one of my, my scents, one of my eight coming out the gate, one of my signature scents coming out the gate and they fuck up one of the C's, a capital C, and they make it an E. And it's like, there's no way you can like, just like oversee this. Like, and you can, you can't put something out that looks like that. It looks like shit. So I didn't put it out. I reordered the, <laughs> I reordered the labels. They're going to give them to me as a freebie, which is cool of them. I don't know how they fucked up, but I looked at my proof. I looked at the proof they sent me back. Everything was fine. And then the final copy came and it was printed and it was fuck up on their end. I'm like, I'm mad. So I'm making the best of it and whatever. That said, I got some free bottles too. And they're all sterilized. Everything's sterilized. You guys know how I am about germs. I'm crazy. Like Howie Mandel, like level crazy. And if you get a blue bottle... When you order beard oil or any fragrance oil or any hair oil or anything for me, if you get anything in a blue bottle, dropper bottle, know that 20% of those proceeds right off the top go to Ju uh, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. If you know anything about me or you listen to my podcast at all or you like lurk my Instagram, you'll know that I have diabetes as, especially juvenile diabetes type 1, as a huge uh, near and dear thing to my heart my son was diagnosed in 2020 with diabetes with type 1 diabetes and so he lives with that every single day and so money from that one-fifth of all blue bottle sales is going right to diabetes because I think that's where it should go and go to the research and try to find a cure I don't know about my lifetime but definitely in my children's lifetime I think they'll find a cure because it's an emergency and speaking of emergencies, there was a beard emergency. One of my friends in the community had a beard emergency this week. And he reached out to me and he said, Tanya, fuck, like, what do I do? Is there anywhere you can point me? Because I ran out of, you know, my regular stuff and the other stuff's not coming yet because, you know, mail can be sketchy. I'm like, I get it, man. And he wanted to know if there's anywhere I can point him. And I can't, with a good heart, point anyone with any kind of facial hair or any hair anywhere towards the drugstore or anything like that i can't with a good faith so i was like amazon that shit prime that shit yourself some like good quality like carrier oils and just get a small make yourself a small batch of your own beard oil so that's what you do when you have a beard emergency make yourself your own beard oil i'm sure there's recipes you can find on the internet on a reputable source i don't know what they are i learned other ways from beard masters and things like that and experiments and chemistry and all those things and lots of reading and trials and errors and things like that that's how I learned and like I say now it's coming up to no shave November so why not grow a beard from scratch or if you've had a beard emergency or if you've done something like had the chemical haircut from a beard like if you dyed it or you've burned it off or you've shaved it off you fucked up when you've trimmed it that's one thing. I used to get irrationally angry. Anytime my partner, my anytime Rob shaves his beard, I get irrationally pissed because I'm like, why are you shaving your beard? You shouldn't make it shorter. I don't even want to look at him because I don't want a shorter beard. But So grow it. Be a grower, not a shower. Just do it be, and be a shower too, I guess. But grow that beard out for, for no shave November. Don't shave. Just let it grow. And I want to see it because I've been making some shave oils lately. So for the places that you need to shave, I've been making beard balm. Sometimes you have the itch, you have the itch, right? And you, you want to shave because you're itchy. And you know what? More than people with beards get the itch. Sometimes other people get the itch too. People, you know, who get the itch? 
people who wax or get things taken care of down there. So, of course, I've created a product that's coming out for this itch in general. And one that's coming out for the face itch too, but for the one down here, it's just going to be called Beaver Bomb. Because of course it is. It's Canadian. And what's more Canadian than a beaver? I don't know. Not much. Let me tell you. So there's the itch from shaving. So it'll get rid of, you know, your road rash, your razor burn, your bumps from shaving or getting, you know, waxed or whatever it is you do to yourself, wherever it is you do it to yourself. Even like your legs like that. I use nothing but shave oils to shave my legs. I don't like shaving cream and shit like that. It's got a ton of fucking chemicals and just gross shit in it that I don't want on my body. I don't, I'm not a fan of like getting in the bath and like drowning in my own like dirt and then like, you know what I mean? I want my legs shaved before I go in the bath and I want to like be like nice and have a nice relaxing bath. I want to be clean before I get in the bath. Have a shower or something like that and then have a bath. Just me, not everybody. I'm just not a fan of shaving cream and shaving my legs in the bath and being surrounded by looking like a cat exploded in the tub. No, thank you. Anyways. So enough about that. But like I say, create shave oil, giving some to great grandpa, loves it. I love it. I love shave oil. You're going to love it too, I think. That said, sometimes you get the itch. And like I say, the itch is, is beard babies. I said I would, I hinted about beard babies and what this was. Now, since I've been on this earth and even before I started doing stuff and being involved and interested in bearded community stuff at all, I was interested like in beards, but I didn't realize there was like a community. I didn't know why. I don't know anything. The internet had to teach me this. I learned the internet's filthy ways and then I learned about the beard community. So I like I had to I had to learn this myself. But before that, there's beard babies. And I know nine or ten people around my age who've had beard babies. And let me explain what this is. It's when your significant other starts growing a beard or gets a beard or like starts having like a new facial hair that you really like. That all of a sudden makes you so horny that you just can't keep your paws off them. Now, when I first met Rob, when we were not together, he didn't have like a beard or anything like that. I think he had like a little goatee and maybe like a mustache. He didn't have much going on. He's pretty clean shaven and things like that. And I thought he was cute duty, but then when we started dating, we started dating, he had a beard. And then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, I started getting bigger and bigger because I was pregnant. I was pregnant. That's what happens. Beard babies. So many people I know were like, oh my gosh, I found my husband so much more attractive when he had a beard. Or I found my, my partner, if I say, I, they found, I found my partner so much attra more attractive when they had a beard that we decided that's when we were going to have a baby. I'm like, because you found them that more attractive then. So it's like, People with beards, do you feel more like objectified? It's like if some like buddy compliments me being like, hey, nice boobs or you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Or like nice legs or anything or nice hair or nice lips or whatever it is, right? Usually it's something like a dirty bit. It's usually it's a dirty part, like nice boobs or something like that. Nice cans or whatever, whatever. Do you feel objectified when you get like commented on like you're being like, hey, nice beard. Like they don't say anything else like nice personality or you did a great job shaving your head or I like your haircut or nice all around or you know what I mean? Do you feel objectified when they just only compliment your beard? Or is this like a beard baby situation where you feel like more sexier now and you feel like you're just going to go and impregnate the world? Who knows? Who knows? Everybody, everybody has this. Everybody's been so gracious, like I say, with the giveaways. I'll be doing a giveaway when the company uh, drops in November. Y'all who have got your tester packages, they're going out. Uh, uh, y'all who got your gift certificates, you know who you are and you got them to spend, I, I like will tell you to spend them like when the company drops because your money will go further because things will be cheaper. So you'll get like the flash, they'll be eligible on the flash deals and so it won't be like these coupons aren't included and all that stuff like that. It's if you have a uh, gift certificate, you have a gift certificate. So that's good on you. I say the testers go out, the blue ones go to JDF, JDRF. And this is like my charity. It's for my son. So this is my heart. It's 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 important to to give like back when people have given you things. It's important to like really give back. So giving something to diabetes. And I know diabetes is something a lot of people in the community struggle with. 
and we don't talk about it a lot. And I think it's important that we do talk about it and raise awareness for diabetes. And again, we're, we're raise awareness for charity. And I see people like, like the bearded villains doing things for tons of charity and looking out for each other and things like that. And I think that's a great way to build community. And for especially for me, for the bearded community and for like the diabetic community, let's, I think that's a great way to kind of put things together. So if you got a blue bottle or if you're getting blue bottles, if that's coming to you, if you find something in a blue bottle, just know that you unknowingly contributed to a charity. I'm just going to skim that off the top and give it right to JDRF. So that's that. Back to the sweet, 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 sweet. As we talk sweet, we talk sugar and obviously sugar, we talk diabetes because you need sugar when you're down with diabetes, you need sugar to get up again and bring your blood glucose back up to normal. If you have a beard, if you don't have a beard, <laughs> no matter who you are, if you have diabetes, even if you don't have diabetes, you know that. You need sugar to get you back up. Maybe some orange juice, maybe some peanut butter, whatever you got. Do you have a favorite Halloween treat maybe to get you back up? Do you have a favorite Halloween treat that you like? I mean, you're not diabetic. What do you like for candy bars and chocolate? Mine was always something like homemade. Like not when I knocked on the neighbor's door and was like, trick or treat. And she reached into a plant and gave me a bunch of decorative acorns. That wasn't fun or homemade. But I like the popcorn balls and the homemade like taffy apples or the hand spun candy floss or somebody made like sponge toffee, you know, like at home in the sink and let it grow and like, or they made fudge and they'd wrap it in paper and they'd give it to us. And we trusted it because it was like our neighbors and stuff. That kind of stuff doesn't like exist now. Like I bring my neighbors like bread and like tomatoes and apples and stuff like that, but it's not like it was when it was. These are like immediate neighbors, like next door, like we know each other and stuff. But like nowadays, it's not like it was when I trick-or-treated. Now, like who goes to the bake sale a lot of times at school? I don't even know if they're allowed to have bake sales in school. Like, cause so many kids are so many, like allergic to so many things. And there's, there's just, it's just not a good idea all around. There's all kinds of things lurking around. So school was even a scary place for me and my mates and my friends growing up. Between getting fought with on the playground and, you know, other kids being jerks, we had teachers who put us, you know, through impossible assignments. So we gave it back to them. So in grade five, I had actually one of the greatest teachers I've ever had. And she gave us a project about doing a project on a country. It was an individual project that we had to do, like an ISP. It was like an individual or uh, individual like research project. We had to kind of find out about a country and learned out about a, a cultural sort of observation that is done there or something, the cultural, anything, a ritual that they do there and, and talk about it. So of course, being grade five, I picked Egypt. And what I wanted to study was mummification and the mummification process. So I got the A-OK -okay from the teacher to do this because she knew that I was, I was, smart and I was on my A game and I was going to do this properly. So I made my mom go to the grocery store and pick out like, and my mom loved to like get her hands dirty and like get into like my like projects with me at school, especially like the yucky ones. She thought they were like fun. She loved, me, she loved helping me with like my speeches and like my oral communication. She made me like, my dad would help me with like the music stuff. And my mom would be like, if I had to do oral communications and public speaking, my mom would be like, okay, we'll speak out loud and Make sure you make eye contact, all those things. And, you know, don't worry about what the audience is doing. But she loved my science project. So she'd go to the grocery store and she'd go to the meat section and she'd get all the innards that I was going to put in the canopic jars for, you know, when they do the embalming. They take the brain out of the nose and then they take out all the organs and stuff like that. So she got like chicken livers for the liver and like heart, like for the heart, like chicken hearts. And she's like, where am I going to find a brain, Tanya? I'm like, I don't know, just find something that looks like a brain. So I, I don't think she, she found anything that looked like a brain. So I, probably found some like fake gushy brain. And I did the whole embalming like in front of the class. And I mean, bless my mom for putting up with my shit and like buying all those like fucking organs and like awful like shit that I would never fucking touch now. Like turkey neck and turkey dick and all the other shit she bought for me that bless her fucking heart for buying all that shit for me. Bless her turkey heart for buying all those gross things for me so I could put it in canopic jars and ultimately use it in my mummification project for Egyptology in grade five, which I got a fucking banging ass mark on, by the way. I love a good project. I love a good project. Like, what can I say? Speaking of dark and kind of creepy projects, I've hinted around doing different projects and I'm doing kind of like an art sort of music, 
mixed media project with now right now and i'm honored to like finally be able to like officially announce that it's out and you can fund it like it's a crowdfunded project i'm doing it with my very good friend jacob wheeler you can find him at like jacob wheeler art you can find him jacob wheeler when i tag him in my stories you can find him on instagram you can find his wonderful amazing whimsical dark art and poetry and I've been asked to be part of helping with this uh, vision and making it to come to fruition and come true. And I'm, I really believe in this project big time. And it's dark and it's creepy and I love it. It's exactly the kind of thing that I love. It's a audiovisual film, mixed media. Like I say, it's, it's Into the Flood again. It's called Into the Flood again. And it's a collection. A collection of poems, short films, mixed media, musical things, things like this. Um... You can see little hints of it on YouTube. You can see it on his crowdfunding page as well. There's a sizzle kind of reel on there. Some cool things that you can see. You can see them on his Instagram as well too. On Jacob Wheeler Art. There's a lot of writing on models. I love what he does. And like I said, I really believe in it. I'll share the link with you. He's probably one of the most talented and gifted artists, I would say, of our time. Totally underrated. Like he's had great shows. His models are amazing. His work's amazing. His body of work's amazing. So like I say, I believe in his body of work. So obviously I'm invested in it and you should be too. This was an absolute yes for me when he asked. He was like, you know, you want to be involved in this? I was like, yes, absolutely. I want to be involved in this. So I am. You should be too. I always seem to work and be aligned with like bearded people because Jacob's a bearded people. Like he's, he's a bearded person. And I don't know how it happens that I always seem to be aligned with the bearded crew but he's he's bearded crew too so funny you got to check this out you got to check this out i'm gonna put it in my in my stories and in things like that and hint around it and look you can find links about it so you can find it and go see what it's all about all on my instagram because you got to check it out it's so cool it's one of the coolest projects like i've ever done i do a lot of narration and things like that but it's not very often and i get to be the creepy organ grinder from like you know disney's the haunted mansion and play those fun stuff on like organ and not all the fun things so this is a fun creepy project for me and we're having a good time doing this and it's it's fun this is, I, I guarantee this is something like you've never seen before it's something that you'll you'll never see probably again and so you got it you got to see this for yourself trust me on this one i've been getting i'll tell you i've been getting a lot of mail lately I got that junk mail, like the junk mail, like when I got the mail of someone's junk, like a dick pick, like a pick from a base. Ooh. No, but no, it was actually a dick pick. But this is actually the kind of mail that's not scary. But what is scary is how hot Scotty O'Hottie is, hot sauce is. I already had the garden salsa and the stuff that's not hot, but I just wanted to keep the stuff that has like the reaper in it, the stuff that's going to make you sweat. I've got my almond pea milk or whatever it is over here. I'm ready for it. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a, a sip because I'm not gonna fucking burn my taste buds off. I gotta tell you. Mm. I have a confession to make. The last time I was doing Scotty O'Hottie hot sauces, I didn't have all this hot stuff as well as the salsa and ghost stuff. I had the Reaper de Muerte, but I didn't have the ghost stuff and things like that. And I still was recovering from the long haul effects of of, of, of COVID. So I didn't have all my taste buds back, but they're back. The bitch is back and there's hell to pay. So I don't know if I'm going to burn my fucking face off or not. So the Scotty Ohati hot sauces met their challenge with me. I couldn't feel it all the way, but now I can taste all the salsa and the sauces and the taste is back, bitch. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop the socials now before I start having this stuff because I some of this stuff is really fucking hot. It's like some of the hottest sauce in the world and it wasn't it wasn't like killing me the last time it was tolerable but i i shouldn't be so we're gonna see <laughs> if it is when i got my little plant milk here we're gonna see if that works i'm already sweating just looking at it and that's why i keep looking to my left because here beside me i've got some sauces and i've got some ghost sauces and reaper sauces and some tequila ghost sauces so you know where to find me every week i'm on instagram all the time i'm a slave to the gram i'm at 21st century rocker mom you can find me at that handle on the same 21st century rocker mom at tiktok if you see me TikTok and doing weird stuff on there, you can find me on Linktree. Linktree, if you just like click up in my bio on Instagram, 
it shows you where you can find me a lot of places like on on, on instagram if i don't get rid of it because elon musk is like taking it all over it's crazy and then my youtube's up there my youtube is tanya candler channel you can always find me on youtube i may change the handle i don't know maybe just tanya candler i don't know we'll see maybe 21st century rocker mom maybe everything will just go towards the beard company will have something different. I'll be dropping that soon. You can find me on, 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 on my podcast, wherever you stream podcasts. You can find me on like, they haven't taken me off Spotify. So apparently you can still find me there. Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, anchor Linktree has everything you need to find me, but you know, find me on YouTube. If you click subscribe, if you click notify yourself, you'll, you'll, you'll be notified every week that I come on. I'm going to try the salsa first. I have some cauliflower wings. I got some, whoo, Scotty Ohati, what's in this? Not a lot of salt, which is great. Tomatoes, apple cider vinegar, onion, lime, juice, bell peppers, garlic, tomato juice, cane sugar, cilantro, ghost peppers, less than 2% of black pepper and sea salt. Let's try the Scotty Ohati. If you find out, mm, it's a hard one to open. If you find out uh, soon, you'll find out. Oh. I can't open this fucking one. Hold on a second. There we go. That's how we do it. Okay, so this is the Scotty O'Hottie, the, the ghost salsa. This is the ghost salsa for Halloween. So I'm going to get a potato chip here or whatever they are, a nacho chip and try it. Mm-hmm. Good pot. It's got a nice consistent burn. It's a nice slow heat. Whew. My hot though. And I got a ship pile of cauliflower wings over here. So I've got now I got tequila ghost, the ghost sauce, which is extra hot, and the Reaper de Muerte. So first we're gonna try the tequila ghost sauce. We're gonna put it on a on chicken wing. I've got some vegan ranch here to put out the fire if I need it. I can handle quite a bit of heat, but not too much heat. I like my hot sauce right from the fridge. Woohoo! Tequila ghost sauce. Yeah. Woo! It's hot. Super good. Made right in Michigan. Motor City hot sauce itself. Woo ha! Tequila ghost is hot. Woo! It's good though. Shit. It's really good. Now, this is just the ghost sauce. And it's hot. Let's see how hot it is. Hoo-ha. I love the viscosity on these sauces. And I love when I take them out of the fridge too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love these sauces. Woo! They're very, 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 very hot. Because this one has like jalapenos, radishes, cayenne, ghost peppers. Whew, it's warm. It's making me sweat under my lip. These have got hops and beer in it too. It's nice. And then we got the Reaper de la Muerte. I got to take a chip and put it in my like vegan ranch for a second. Woo! It makes me sweat. But did I die? No. The thing I love about Scotty Hottie Hot Sauces is that I can still talk. They're hot because they make me sweat like crazy. But they have a lot of flavor packed into them. And here comes the Rico de Muerte. Give it a shake. This one it's got the super hot next level. Reaper peppers, peaches, roasted bell pepper, red bell pepper, apple cider vinegar, the AC in there, roasted poblanos, garlic, cherry tomato, Vidalia onion, hard cider, chocolate, bahut, jalokia, moonshine, moonshine, woo, lime juice, habanero, water, sea salt, roasted sesame seeds. Olive oil, honey, assorted spices, xanthan gum, and our sympathy. 
Anything comes with somebody's condolences is something I can get on top of. Well, <laughs> on top of, that's horrible. We'll see what happens here. Because I'm just trying not to like spill it everywhere. This is the Reaper sauce. So. Ooh, that's hot. Ooh. Jesus. One. I'm gonna have more, but I think it's because it's got a build on it. Ooh. Holy shit. Mm hmm. The world's hottest Carolina Reaper. Um, yeah. It's definitely the world's hottest Carolina Reaper. It was super sweaty. Whew. My eyelids are sweating. I tolerate heat really well, but yeah, this one's hot. I'm sweating a lot. I will catch you hot heads on the flip-flop and i'll see y'all next week thank you for everybody who contributed to this episode Whew. i will see you all next week have a happy happy halloween nah.